Hello and welcome to episode 246 of the Dan York Report. I'm sitting here in Keene, New Hampshire on my back porch with Brian Person, a friend uh, from many years ago. We were just talking back from the early 2000s, etc. We got involved with the Boston podcasting circles and social media circles and things around that. We just recorded my report for the four immediate release episode and thought we'd do a little bit more uh, recording here. So Brian, um, let's start out with, you know, how did you get started with social media and things like that and stuff around that line? Funny story. I uh, I actually had uh, an interesting job for about a year or so. Um, <laughs> I won't say where it was, but I had a lot of free time. I had a lot of downtime. So I'd work on a project and then, um, you know, there'd be some time before the next one would come in. And so this was right uh, in 2005 when podcasting was just getting started. And uh, so I started listening, uh, found FIR. This was... Uh, probably, what, March, April of, of 2005. So I started listening to podcasts, started reading blogs, um, started blogging myself. And so uh, this is where I kind of explored that and and kind of followed up with my interest. Uh, podcasting, like I think you, Dan, uh, flowed from my interest in audio, right? I spent a lot of time uh, as a kid listening to the radio. And when I'd go to travel to different cities, I'd, I'd want to tune into the radio and um, so like being more of a, more of a sound guy than a video guy, uh, podcasting was perfect. Right. And, uh, we, we couldn't listen on our phones back then, <laughs> right. but I had this tiny little, I think it was an eye river. It was called yeah, yeah. where, uh, you'd have to load things on and, and, uh, you know, probably just could store a few podcasts at once. But so I'm kind of a podcasting junkie <laughs> and, uh, still, still, still am and still consume a ton of podcasts today. Don't record as often as I as I used to, I've pod faded a few times, <laughs> but uh, you know the challenge of keeping up yes. a, keeping up a podcast. So so podcasting was definitely a big part of, of how I got started. And then, as you mentioned, we connected probably in the mid two thousands around PodCamp, if you yep. remember that, yeah, uh, in Boston. So uh, and kind of involved in some capacity and work around social media ever since and. Uh, work for a company now called Lithium Technologies, uh, based out of uh, we're based out of San Francisco. I live in Austin, uh, and work with a lot of uh, large brands around the world around uh, uh, using social media to uh, to manage customer service. So uh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, you're right. It was PodCamp. I think PodCamp two in in 2007. I think was a big time that right. a whole bunch of us from this area, CC Chapman, Chris mm-hmm. Brogan, mm-hmm. Steve Garfield. You know, there were a whole group of us that that really came together there and learned from each other. And I still remember Steve Garfield blowing my mind at that one with how easy video podcasts were. This was 2007, so eight years ago, where he did it with just a simple point-and-shoot camera. And this was before smartphones, of course, but what really just showed how easy that was. And and the connections that came out of there were quite uh, profound in many ways. But so talk a little bit more about what what Lithium does or what you're doing in that regard. Yeah, so the uh, the product, the part of our uh, software suite that I work with is called Lithium Social Web. So um, you can imagine someone like, let's say, Best Buy, and you go to their Facebook page or you go to their Twitter handle and you tweet in, uh, you tweet them about, hey, I had an issue in the store yesterday or um, uh, something with your account or having trouble logging into your account. And so our software brings those posts, um, brings those posts in and prioritizes them based on. Uh, uh, business rules and uh, and then the agents you know that are working for for that business will actually respond out to you and um, and we keep metrics all around that and so um, it's really kind of taking the uh, as we've seen 
customer service evolve, although it still is on the phone, but you know, you know, most of us today would rather tweet someone than right. wait on the phone for who knows how long for a question. Right. Phone um, is like the, the choice of last resort for yeah. me if I can't get it any other way. We use phones to record to record podcasts, <laughs> not, not, not to make phone calls <laughs> if we can help it. But, uh, you know, and so um, and so kind of taking that model, though, of, of having um, I've had people that work for your organization that are in position to uh, uh, to answer pretty quickly. And in, in today's age of growing customer expectations, that is, I tweet to the brand, I expect a response, like, I don't know, within an hour, right? Beyond <laughs> beyond that, you start getting a little, little, right. little twitchy. Why aren't they answering me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, so I help customers with that. Um, Lithium also does peer-to-peer communities. So... Um, uh, you know, if, if you have a question that someone else, like let's say we were AT&T as a customer, if you're an uh, AT&T enthusiast and you have, have questions that, that other members who are fans of that brand or who are customers that you can actually ask and answer each other's questions. So traditional kind of forum communities. Um, and so, yeah, it's an organization that's it's been around for about 10 years and I've been there the last, last few years and it's, uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah, now you're also in Austin. What's it like uh, being there in the home of South by Southwest and all that? It's uh, it's it's an amazing city. So um, it is uh, it has kind of a, a neat um, kind of neat combination of uh, it's a university city. So there's there's that that that's kind of fun. Um, it has uh, it has the arts. It's of course known as the live music capital of the world. And then definitely over, I'd say the last 10, 15 years. Uh, technology's been a big focus, and so we have a, a lot of startups and entrepreneurs. Uh, a little cheaper to, to operate than being out in uh, Silicon Valley, um, and so it's an exciting place to be. Great for families. I have a couple of kids, and so we moved down from New England uh, about seven years ago now, and so uh, really hot in the summer. <laughs> but apart from that, uh, it's a great place to be. And, and South by Southwest is uh, it's really nice that I don't have to go too far to get to that event every March. But yeah. that. Yeah, um, I don't think you've been, Dan, to South no, by Southwest, no. although you've been to the convention center where right. it's held. I was there about a week before South by Southwest yes. for the, the N10 conference where you and I got to meet and have breakfast one yeah. morning, actually. But, yeah, no, I have not been to the South by. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's it's a pretty large event at this point. It's, I don't know, 25,000, 30,000 people that come for the interactive event. But, again, it's I think it's um, it's a creative group. It's people that are looking to push boundaries and see what's next and try new things and experiment and come together and challenge each other. Uh, so I always find it very inspiring, right? I, I come out of there both exhausted from, <laughs> from five or six full days, but also really energized around just this exchange of ideas. Um, and, uh, so yeah, really excited. And I, I look forward to it every year. I've spoken a couple of times on panels, uh, the last couple of years I haven't, and I've just enjoyed it as an attendee. But uh, nice to say that I live in, uh, in Austin, which is the home of South by Southwest. Actually, I think you and – weren't you and I – I think we, we tried to put a panel in one time in the panel picker thing. We did. I, I don't even remember what yeah, it was. So something it's, about um, now your mother's on Facebook and, you know, what yeah. does that mean? <laughs> and uh, I thought it would have been a great panel. It wasn't selected, but I, even still – and you've I've heard you talk about this on podcast reports before, but wrestling with this idea that, that our – um, um, that our posts are read by our our coworkers and our friends from college and our mothers and our grandparents yeah. and our kids and our cousins, like all at the same time, right? That those different social circles, which would typically be you know separate, are almost all sort of coming together in this place. And and 
and uh, and how do we reconcile that? And right. I think we're still we're still seeing the effects of it play out. Oh yeah, my parents. I mean, my, often listen to these podcasts. I mean, I can say hi, mom, and you know, they, I mean, yeah. yes, they hear that along with you know people I know and friends and random people I don't know because these are public and I yeah. have no idea who actually listens to all of these. I don't, no clue. Yeah, you know. Right. So how do you, uh, just a question for you, how have you found um, using SoundCloud over the last few years, how, is, how do you think that it's evolved as a, as a place for audio just kind of producing and sharing, but also exploring different kinds of content? Well, so I started with SoundCloud now three years ago when they um, sort of with their podcast beta was open, partly just to see how it could be for the rapid creation of content, you know, because this literally doing what we're doing is what I was was aiming for, where we're just sitting here with an iPhone on my back porch, as you can hear our chickens going crazy in the background. Um, and the random person mowing the lawn and other stuff. But, you know, this was the idea, was how could we rapidly create content and do that quickly? And I think for the most part, man, that chicken is loud. Um, for the most part, it's been, you know, pretty good for that in terms of that you can just do this. I'm using an app here. We're going to end this, upload it, make it work. And then, you know, people can follow you and the discovery and the pieces there generally for a hosting for a platform i've been pretty pleased and now as a couple weeks ago they took the podcasting part out of beta so that anybody can get an rss feed because before it was a real pain in the neck to try to get your rss feed you had to be in their beta you had to go through a bunch of different menus to try to get it but now it's you know now it plays nice with the rest of the world so you can do this you know rapidly create the content get it up there and then um and then you can do it uh uh out VRSS to iTunes and podcatchers and all those yeah. kinds of stuff. So I, I'm pretty happy with it so far. Um, Shell and Neville in the last four media release podcast raised an interesting issue that's, that somebody identified that there's a, there was a case where somebody had put something up where they'd reuse some other audio mm. in their uh, in their podcast, and the you know after some period of time of it being posted, the the creators of the original audio had sent SoundCloud a takedown request basically. Right. And the, the person who was putting it up was saying, well, this is protected under fair use. And, and, it, and it would be in the United States. Mm-hmm. But SoundCloud, based in Germany, has different rules and different things. And mm-hmm. fair use doesn't apply there. Yeah. So that was a one little caution or caveat that if you're using it for journalism or for things where you might be reusing other audio, that might be a, a little bit of a caution. I mean, for me, I'm, this is what I do. Is yeah. I'm, creating, you know, I'm creating original content and putting it up there. So I don't care about that kind of thing. I was going to say there, there's no uh, copyright concerns around chick, chicken, <laughs> no. chicken sounds. Uh, you know, as a, as a I guess as a consumer of, of podcasts, as I mentioned, um, yeah, my, my main sort of beef with SoundCloud was it wasn't easy to get an RSS feed. So um, I have, I don't know, 100, 150 different feeds on my uh, <laughs> uh, podcasting or podcatcher app. You truly are a podcast yeah. junkie. <laughs> and so, and I, I want to get it that way, right? Because if it is a, if it's a SoundCloud file that's 20 minutes and I only have 10 minutes in the car, um, it's not it's not real easy to pause that and then come back later and find out where you left off. Or I listen to podcasts at different speeds, right? So I listen at one point five <laughs> speed so I can get through more content. <laughs> Junkie, right? And so uh, that that just wasn't uh, didn't work as well with SoundCloud. And I realize we're in the minority in that, or maybe I'm in the minority in the the way that I consume audio content. But now that you can uh, take an RSS feed out of SoundCloud and uh, run it through iTunes or something, then that's that's great. So now it'll be much more convenient <laughs> to listen to your uh, chicken podcasts. 
<laughs> this is like the first time I've actually recorded the back deck. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue this unless we. You truly are getting some authentic sounds here, though. I have no idea why that chicken's being so loud. I think it it knows that I've got the recording going here. Well, you know, and that's so sad. <laughs> so SoundCloud's model is is really changed in the sense that. In the beginning, the uh, the iOS apps that it had let you record and upload, but now they've been much more focused around consumption and trying to build a community there and have you be able to go and participate in that and listen to things and, and consume and follow people right in the app and really try to be a, yeah. a, a, you know, they're trying to be that YouTube, that place where you go to for audio mm. and, and consume that and work with that. <laughs> Anyway, so I think the, that is, uh, you know, it is interesting, their model that they've, you know, they're focused around that because they do then also offer advertising. Sure. And they offer, you know, the pieces around that. And, and so that is a lot of how they see the monetization, I think, for So they that. want you in SoundCloud. Right. Right, of course. Right. They want yeah. you inside the, the walls right. of SoundCloud. They want you doing that. And, and you know, and, and there's a lot of nice benefits to it. You can do things like comment on a specific spot in an, in an app. In a uh, in a podcast, can you still do that? Did they not take that away? Oh no, that's oh, still there. Oh, that's still there. It's okay. a very cool feature because yeah, you know yeah. I, you know if you were listening here and somebody wanted to comment on the chickens and what's going on, you know in SoundCloud if they're listening to this, they could actually leave a comment at yeah. that point. You know when the chickens nice going chickens, nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they could say that, which you don't get in a traditional podcast True. because you just have to leave the comment back. So if you if you're in the SoundCloud space and doing that, it's pretty cool. Mm. But you know you've got to be in the SoundCloud space and and doing that. And, you know, they do have it free, free accounts for people who just want to go in and, and, and listen, of course, because they want more of those people to come in there and, and mm. consume and do that. But the thing I like about it is this, is, you know, I've, I, we used one app to record before. I'm using another app now. There's a lot of apps that can go and work with it, a very open API. So you can go and do something, and you could go and do all sorts of music. You can produce things. I mean, I'm not doing an intro and outro here or anything, but we could. You know, you can do all those kind of things. So it's yeah. a pretty cool thing. So... What's up? Um, what's up next with you? I mean, what other kinds of things are you doing in social media these days? Uh, you know, really been focused. Uh, I guess in comparison to some other uh, jobs I've had in the past, this one has just had me much more laser focused around, you know, the nature of what lithium does, right? But uh, I think, um, you know, always interested in the mobile space and mm. what's happening there. And as I think about, you know. Well, you've talked about another podcast, just mobile-ready websites, right? Yeah. And the need for organizations to to get their site mobile uh, mobile compliant, or they're not going to show up in the search engines. And so, um, and it's amazing, Dan, that how many businesses are not there yet. Yeah, uh, almost seems surprising. Although it's you know it's not easy. It's a um, takes a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> to, to to build that. But um, so uh, I have a an, an iPhone um, six. So um, I, I'm just I am certainly interested in the new types of apps that are developed and and how that maps to things we never knew we needed before. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I'm wondering about smartwatches, although I don't have one. Um, I guess I've considered it, but I, I, I've been worried that it would be yet another thing to distract me. <laughs> and uh, I'm already distracted enough by the one device, so. Um, an extension of that, which distracts me even further, is uh, I don't know, but but it's you know I do like to see how um, just the app market that's already uh, what thousands of apps already for the Apple Watch yeah. that have built up, and I mean it's only been out a couple month or two, or so um, you know again the way that 
um, smart people are, are coming up with ideas for things we never thought we needed before. Um, and so uh, and just truth, kind of just paying attention to that, yeah. Well, yeah, and in truth, we probably don't really need. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, if we actually are truly honest about yeah, it, we yeah. probably don't need these things. But, you know, they're fun and cool. Right. And pretty soon some of those will become, yeah, I haven't really gone the smart route, Marsh smart watch route because I have I stopped wearing a watch many years ago mm-hmm. and so for me it's you know I don't know we'll see who knows yeah, where this all goes you know the way um, you know you and I both run from from time yeah. to time sometimes more than more frequently or less frequently <laughs> depending on the season um, but a lot around you know, health apps and things yeah. that monitor your heart rate and um, uh, that that that's pretty interesting so, uh, so yeah, just, just trying to stay on top of that where, where I can. Um, and, you know, you like to think about, okay, what's, what's next? There's a little shiny object, oh, you yeah. know, chasing the shiny object that's, that can be fun. And, um, and then figuring out, you know, out of that, okay, pick, pick two or three areas that I'm really interested in and, and focus on that. So, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for the time and uh, have a great wedding uh, later today. And uh, where can people find you? What's your website or, or URLs or social media? Where do people so, go? One of those guys who used to blog a lot and then uh, chased, chased Twitter and so got used to 140 characters at a time. So that's probably the best place to find me, um, B-R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-S-O-N on Twitter. Sounds good. Yeah, and you're on most other social networks in some combination like that typically. That's right. That's typically. Right. Cool. Well, thanks for your time, Brian. Cool. Thanks. All right. Well, you've been listening to this uh, version, this episode of the Dan York Report. You can find more of these le- uh, sessions and episodes, and you can leave comments at soundcloud.com slash danyork or anywhere it's posted on social media. And you can find more of my audio and writing at danyork.me. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>